Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today is April 7th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. We have a good episode for you here to close out the week. We'll have a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's 115-107 victory over the Brooklyn Nets, a win that does have some lottery implications. I'll get into some of those in just a moment. Uh, we'll also also talk a little bit about the youth movement that happened during that game as, as the Magic decided to play some of their younger players and... and, and and maybe what some people would call a tanking move, sit Terrence Ross and Bismack Biombo for a good chunk of the game. Evan Fournier didn't play as well, uh, and so the Magic got a good look at some of their youngest players, and, and, and they played well. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more specifically about Alfred Payton and what he has left to prove this season. But let's start with the game itself. Orlando defeats Brooklyn 115-107 in a game that was, um, you know, a bit odd, of course, because you have the the teams playing for different motivations. The Magic the Magic don't have a great incentive to win, and, and Frank Vogel, in fact, did decide uh, to, to sit Evan Fournier, who had an injured wrist, uh, at least reportedly. Uh, I, I think his wrist is bothering him, and then I think that's why they sat him. Uh, and then Vogel decided to not play Terrence Ross for the second half. Ross played maybe five, six minutes in the second half, but the plan was not to play him in the second half and give... Uh, Marcus Georges Hunt and Patricio Garino some more run. He sat Bismack Biombo. Biombo only played five and a half minutes to give Steven Zimmerman some run, eight, eight and a half minutes from him. Uh, and so uh, it was a strange game on that front for the Magic, but they still got a lot of really good production from, from some of their young players, which of course I'm going to talk about uh, in a little bit. But uh, they got some really good production uh, and they were able to get out in transition. Uh, this this was a game where the Magic had to be, did not have to be particularly sharp. It is, it is the Brooklyn Nets after all. Uh, but they needed to be on point defensively, which they learned on Saturday. Uh, and they needed to, to, to get out in transition and score. They needed to be able to beat the Nets at their pace. Orlando did that for most of the game. Orlando had the lead for a good chunk of the game. Uh, they, they tied it, but just before halftime, thanks to a really nice, you know, full court drive by Alfred Payton, he's really fending off Brook Lopez. Lopez had his arm hooked. It should have been a should have been an and one or a foul or foul at some point. Uh, and Alfred Payton got to the basket, scored, tied the game at fifty, and gave the Magic uh, a real good chance to win. Uh, the game, though, did not break open until Jody Meeks caught fire. As, as as Vogel said after the game, Jody Meeks is what he likes to call flammable. And we've seen it on a few occasions and, and the bits that, that that Meeks has been healthy, how hot Meeks can get very quickly. When, when, he start, when he makes a couple shots in a row, it gets going. And, and there's a stretch in the third quarter where Meeks scored 13 unanswered points. He scored 18 of his 20 points in the third quarter, helped the Magic take as much as a 17-point lead and really take firm control of the game. Orlando outscores Brooklyn 36-21 uh, through three quarters, so a, or in the third quarter, so a 15-point a lead. Um, 
uh, a 15-point lead uh, heading into the final quarter, and the Magic really had control of the game, and and it was a lot of Meeks's, the confidence that came from Meeks just, just going nuts from beyond the arc that got the Magic where they wanted to go. I feel like everybody has confidence uh, in one another. And, you know, me making shots, they got, you know, Aaron a couple lobs. Um, you know, Elford got in the open court and was able to create for either himself or us. So um, it kind of trickled down everybody on the team. And Meeks, of course, is the kind of player that, that doesn't create shots on his own. When, when he gets shots, it's because someone's dishing in the ball, he's running off picks, he's working off of other people. And so when he gets hot, when defenses have to focus on stopping him, it creates holes and openings for everyone else. And like Meek said, that opened the door for Alfred Payton to get into the paint. That opened the door uh, for Aaron Gordon to get to run to the rim. And it created so many transition opportunities for the Magic. And the Magic took advantage of them time and time again. The, the highlight of the night, without doubt, Aaron Gordon gets a rebound, starts tra- starts the break by passing it out to Mario Zonia. Zonia's in the open court, and he's a great passer. Dishes it back to Alfred Payton. Payton's driving to the, to the lane, throws it up off the backboard, and Gordon slams it with two hands. It was it was a big exclamation point to the game, uh, you know, a sign A of, of the chemistry between Gordon and Payton, but really a sign of what this team can do when they get out in the open floor, and that's been a, a consistent and common theme uh, throughout this post-All-Star break where the, the Magic have gone smaller. Orlando with 19 fast break points to 8 for Brooklyn, 3 for 11 for the Nets. Uh, considering how fast Brooklyn likes to play, that is a huge advantage and a huge swing uh, from the previous game. Orlando also did a much better job defending the paint. 48 points in the paint for the Nets. Uh, again, just they did a lot better job kind of corralling uh, the ball handlers uh, from Brooklyn, keeping them out of the paint. Uh, Orlando switching a lot more on the perimeter, even even with Vucevic actually, uh, just 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 doing a straight switch to try and keep them from getting inside the lane. Let's run through the final stats for you real fast. Alfred Payton, 22 points, 11 assists, 8 for 14 to lead the Magic. Jody Meeks, again, 18 of his 20 points in the third quarter, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 21 points, 9 for 15 shooting. Nikola Vucevic, a double-double of 18 points, 12 rebounds, and added 5 assists. As like uh, like I wrote earlier on OrlandoMagicDaily.com earlier this week, Nikola Vucevic is actually one of the best passing big men in the league, uh, something that, that the Magic have to try and take advantage of a little bit better, I think. Uh, as well. Um, on top of all this, Mario Zonia off the bench scores 11 points, a really solid game for him, played really, really good defense, uh, something that I'll probably look at uh, on Friday for Orlando Magic Daily, uh, but he, uh, Vogel praised his defense uh, and even praised his defense against LeBron on Wednesday, like like I pointed out on several occasions too. Um, he, he's he been playing at a, at a much higher clip and seems to be kind of getting what uh, Vogel needs him to get defensively to, to see the floor. And, and this was a really big opportunity for him as well as some of the other players. Um, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You know, I'll transition here now to, to, to what I took away from this game, and that this was a game about the young guys. And, and no, 
Steven Zimmerman, Marcus Georges Hunt, and, and Patricio Carino are not the future, but to see them play and see them succeed is a positive thing for the Magic. I think it's a positive thing. Even even though I know people want to see this team struggle and lose right now, uh, the, the win did tie them for fifth in lottery odds with Philadelphia 76ers, so right now the Magic and Sixers are both tied for for fourth worst lottery odds, uh, which would mean they would split the ping pong balls between them. Uh, it's that's gonna be a little bit of a race to the end. Uh, I, again, I'm I'm not gonna get too far too deep into that. Well, but uh, the Magic played their end of the bench guys. It still won the game, so I, I don't know what else you want them to do. Um, but these guys aren't necessarily the team's future, but they played extremely well. You take a guy like Marcus George's Hunt. Eight points, two for four shooting, seven rebounds. He had five big points in the middle of the fourth quarter. He scored a little floater along the baseline uh, and then hit a three-pointer. The the floater made it a nine-point game. The three-pointer made it a 12-point game. Really put the game out of reach with about six and a half minutes to go. The the Nets never really made a big push after that. He closed the game with Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, uh, not Terrence Ross, uh, now I'm blanking, Jody Meeks and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, and he played some really, really good basketball, and it helped the Magic close this game out. Uh, it was real big, you know, being that, you know, Coach believed in me, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to, you know, finish with the, you know, first group. Uh, it just shows, you know, it, it gave me even more confidence and made me take it up a notch even more. Again, Marcus George's Hunt is here on a, on a, on a not, not a 10-day contract. He's here for... Uh, a mul- on a multi-year contract, uh, he's going to be given the resources to improve, and the Magic are somewhat, at least, invested in him. Uh, but at the same time, to trust him that much to go to go into the game and for him to to largely perform is a huge sign for the Magic. Again, George George's Hunt, Garino, Zimmerman, those aren't the guys that the Magic are really going to be relying on for their future and for their future success. The guys they are going to be relying on are Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, and Mario Azonia. And those three players shined in this game too, in, 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 in their own way. Uh, Azonia, like I said earlier, played some great defense. And that's been a place that he's really taken some strides. And it's his offense has been a little bit rough, and finding, a play, finding his best fit on the floor has also been rough. But he's gotten better, consistently better now. Uh, and it's just a matter of him getting his shots to fall. Tonight, or Thursday night, he got those shots to fall, making three or four shots. He was smart and patient. He, you know, frank, frankly, he could have attacked a little bit more sometimes. But he stayed within himself, stayed within the offense, got good looks, and made them. That's a good sign for Mario Azonia because he's able to contribute something on the defensive end now. Alfred Payton, his, and I'll talk a little bit more about Alfred Payton in just a moment, Alfred Payton has taken his game to another level as well since the All-Star break. Uh, and he's someone that... You trust to, to attack the basket and make good on. Uh, you trust him to attack the basket, get get to the line, create for others, and he's doing all of this for this team. And that play with the dunk was, uh, you know, one of many fantastic plays uh, for for the Magic and for Peyton uh, that that just show what he can do. And 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 Aaron Gordon is much the same way. Aaron Gordon has found a nice groove in his game as well. He is playing at a much higher clip, and moving back to the floor has helped him tremendously as well. 
Uh, this production is just at another level. You take a look at how Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton have produced since the All-Star break. Gordon's averaging 16 points per game on 49.4% shooting. That's more in line with the way the Magic need them to go. Alfred Payton is averaging 13.4 points per game, 8.3 assists per game, and 7.3 rebounds per game since the break. Those triple-double numbers are exponentially better, and there's definitely a better fit for him within this spread, wide-open offense. It's been difficult to see sometimes how any brightness in this team's future because the season has been so disappointing. It's difficult to find a way forward, and even and this is something I've talked about on the podcast before. Even with Gordon and Payton, there are big questions to ask this summer, and they're under pressure to to begin performing and and taking a step further in their careers too. It's nice that Payton's done this since the All Star break, and again, I'll talk a little bit more about Payton in just a moment. But it's nice that they're doing this since the All Star break. But the question has been for both, where was this the entire season? For Gordon, there's a little bit of an explanation, seeing that he was playing a, a completely different position and, and asked to do different things. For Payton, some of it might be the spacing, uh, but it feels like we've gone through this record before. For Thursday night, focusing now just on Thursday night, everything seemed to work. And guys whom the Magic probably view as core pieces in Peyton and Gordon, that 2014 draft class, that, that very important 2014 draft class, seemed to work out perfectly. That's not to say it will work out again the next game. This was the Brooklyn Nets after all. But there's still clearly something there. And Alfred Peyton and Aaron Gordon have a good chemistry together. And clearly, they want to make their imprint on this team. Definitely trying to make an imprint. Definitely trying to establish a way that we're going to play. Um, like I said, we find an offensive identity. Just got to continue to work to get that defensive identity. And no player on this team has probably had more pressure or more to prove in these final games of the season than Alfred Payton. And few players have really delivered in the way that Alfred Payton has delivered. There's probably not a more controversial player uh, as far as where opinions go than Alfred Payton. Payton has had to fight a lot of perceptions about him for the last two years. He had a strong rookie year, and a sophomore year was disappointing. There's there's no getting around that. There were rumors that, that then Coach Scott Skiles kind of laid an ultimatum that it's him or me, and the Magic chose to stick with Payton. And there are times when Alfred Payton looks like one of the best point guards in the league. And and the way he's played of late since the All-Star break, I, I read those numbers to you, nearly averaging triple-double, you know, getting five triple-doubles in the last month of the season um, when the Magic have not had a long history of triple-doubles either. Uh, that's the Alfred Payton that the Magic wanted to see and wanted to believe in. But... It's not been the Alfred Payton they've gotten all the time. There's still that Alfred Payton that struggles and go and, and isn't always in attack mode. And he's been better about that since the All-Star break. He's been in more of an attack mode. There's the Alfred Payton that still struggles on the defensive end, giving back a lot of what he takes. You look at 
Thursday's game, Jeremy Lin scored 32 points on 11 for 20 shooting, and that wasn't all on Alfred Payton, granted. Magic did a lot of switching to kind of keep uh, keep the team out of the paint. But the Magic also rely heavily on Alfred Payton. When he is good, the Magic are a really good team. Even with Serge Ibaka, even before the trade, when Alfred Payton plays at a high level, the Magic are an extremely difficult team to beat. Alfred Payton really had a lot to prove to end this season. Because he was fighting the same narratives from last year. We talk a little bit about narratives and expectations. As a young player, you've got to continue spinning them forward and proving that you can reach the next level. That's kind of where we were with Victor Oladipo and why he got kind of stuck where he was. That's where we were at with Alfred Payton, where he was a nice player. When he plays really well, you believe in him. But when he struggles, he really struggles. And he struggled far too often. And that's been the story about Alfred Payton. And it's only been maybe muddied by this last 25-game stretch. Because Alfred Payton has played the way everyone has always wanted Alfred Payton to play since the All-Star break. When you get him out in transition and he's able to attack the basket going north and south instead of east and west, as I like to say, he is really aggressive and really strong finishing around the basket. He can get others involved passing the ball. He can re- he's one of the he's a really good rebounder for a point guard. He has all these skills. And he's proving that he can play this way on a night-to-night basis within this style. That of course leaves the Magic with a very difficult question to answer this summer. Do they look to move in a different direction with their point guard? Or do they give Peyton another chance to keep spinning that forward? That's a very difficult question for Rob Hennigan or whoever the general manager is going to be this summer. How much do you believe in Alfred Payton? And some of this question, some of this question is about who's available. You know, I've said for the longest time with Nikola Vucevic that he is a fine starting center. He can produce, he can play the position. You're probably not going to win with him so you keep him until you find a better option. I feel very much the same way about Alfred Payton. He's a fine option. He'll produce big numbers when you need him to. You're you're more so than Vucevic, less so than Vucevic, but you're probably not going to win with him because of that lack of a jumper. You need the right players around him and it's very hard to to are you really going to build a team around Alfred Payton and his flaws? But You don't get rid of him unless you have that better option. The Magic get the number one pick and they feel Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball is a better option. You go for it. Because the Magic need that star power, of course. Peyton, Peyton's still just a very interesting player. And he had a lot to prove entering this final stretch of the season. And he has indeed proven a lot. The question is, what carries over 
And what does this team look like and how does he fit in moving forward? That is a big question. And we'll see exactly how that question gets answered uh, in the next in the next few months. But Peyton's done his job to end this season, kind of proving that the first part of the season was more an issue of the team's poor structure rather than his play, necessarily. And this last half of the season has shown what he can do when he is fully unleashed and given the ball to work in space. And it's it's very good. No doubt about it. Alfred Payton's finish has been extremely encouraging. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. It's been a fun week. It's been a good week, I think. And, and hopefully you all have a great, great weekend. Uh, again, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device on top of all this you can follow me on twitter at orlando at omagic daily and of course follow orlandomagicdaily.com for the latest on the orlando magic as we'll get through the weekend Uh, as a special note the magic would like me to remind you that saturday's game against the indiana pacers is a special tip-off time at 6 p.m so be sure to check that out 6 p.m at the amway center and of course wednesday's game against the detroit pistons the season finale is an 8 o'clock tip-off as the league is trying to get all the games going at the same time to prevent uh, potential tanking or unfair advantages because of time zones. Uh, So again, Saturday, Indiana Pacers, Amway Center, 6 p.m. Wednesday, Detroit Pistons, 8 p.m. Special start times for the final two home games of the season. Uh, I think that about does it for the week. Again, the Orlando Magic defeat the Brooklyn Nets 115-107 at the Amway Center. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again Monday on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.